Introduction and Chapter One of Daylight Land by W. H. H. Murray. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Keith Salas. Introduction Speed the Going Guest. Whither art thou going, wanderer, this summer? said a pleasant voice from the doorway as i came up the gravel walk are you going to the north and home of ice or to the east and the gates of the morning or do you long for the odour of tropical flowers and the flash of coloured wings or shall you voyage to the west that land of old-time fable in which the blessed live tell me thou ranger of woods with thy whitened head and the heart of a boy whither goest thou this summer i am going fair princess i said imitating the lightness of her phrasing i am going to the west to that heaven of the old-time folk where the colours on the clouds are as golden as thy hair and the sky as blue as thine eyes i am going to the west fair princess where the plains are of emerald the mountains snow-crowned and the streams flow yellow with gold how goest thou wanderer continued the voice banteringly from the doorway has phoebus loaned you his car and taught you the government of his steeds beware remember the fate of phaeton or has the sea sent you word that the dolphins are waiting all harnessed to the bowl of the pink pearl shell or do you go like a true pilgrim with sandaled foot and scalloped shoon is it by the poetry or prose of power that you are to be drawn by both I responded the fate of phaeton has warned me and the pearly shell car of the dolphins is small i go as a pilgrim but a pilgrim favoured by the gods i have sandals and i shall walk when i choose i have wings wings like an eagle's and i shall fly where i will and whether i fly or walk i shall go with eyes open i you surely go not alone i alone i responded alone with my thoughts and my fancies an endless train of companions but surely thou shouldst take one friend at least for the night one comrade for the trail sweet spirit i rejoined the cheerful face the courteous tongue the open hand the honest heart find friends where'er they go all campfires shine for such all doors fly open at their coming the listening ear finds voice of knowledge and for the seeing eye god paints his pictures everywhere he who takes humour with him has princely entertainment with a crust and mirthfulness laughs the long road short the young need company beyond themselves but with a whitened head come thoughts which make companionship wise philosopher exclaimed the voice more soberly hast thou a charm against danger and an amulet for ill dost thou not fear to leave the love behind he who loves takes all loved ones with him where'er he goes i answered even their cares and wants abide with him and the air which is forever round him on all sides is as a polished mirror to reflect their faces love owns imagination and in it is a constant sky she sees forever all her stars fast fixed if we may not go with thee dear one she answered then our conspiracy must be uncovered 
each year thou leavest us it is thy habit and for weeks we have mistrusted thee hence we have counselled we of thy hearth and heart and plotted lovingly and i am spokeswoman of the plot we have decided we will not let you go unless you give us solemn promise promise i will promise anything on such an altar swear at random bring out the household you are all rogues alike for they come quickly at your signal too quickly to be honest now see i such sweet tyrannies as never blessed a kingdom who could resist i promise to obey she reads we of thy house do hereby agree to let thee go a-journeying again and grant thee liberty to be gone for many weeks or months as seemeth to thee good provided that all lovely sights of all beautiful things and places that thou seest of all strange people and uncouth objects of all happy days and farcical conceits along with all humorous incidents and mirthful experiences thou shalt write us a full and faithful account and if in journeying thou meetest with clever folk with men and women gifted with mother wit to make thee laugh what they say shall be writ down for us that we who bide here while thou farest on may not be lonely but share with thee the profit and entertainment thou dost meet with so shall this journey of thine be a happy one in truth to all of us and all the days be winged until we meet again dost thou promise ay ay i answered briskly the yoke that love lays on us is easy in the burden light my pen shall keep pace with my feet for your delight i will be tourist and scribbler both ye shall see what i see rivers and plains mountains and snowy peaks sunrises and sunsets with all their glow and starry nights the works of men and the nobler works of god and what i hear to stir my mirth i will send you fairly written out so shall your laughter be as echo to my own and now the stirrup-cup i drain it to safe-keeping of the house we'll have sweet meeting after many days chapter one the meeting welcome old friend a hundred thousand welcomes thou art the man cried a voice behind me as i stepped out of the bathroom prepared for the pleasures of the day as only a man can be by a bath thou art the man or my eyes are blind or the man that trailed that dreadful trail of the staked plains with me has a double judge doe i cried and our hands met like a flash not a man on earth would i sooner see at this minute than yourself this magnificent room and i glanced at the elegant car is not much like the spot where we made our first meeting and i thought of that barren waste of sand where i ran across him without guide or water as he wandered half blinded under the awful heat do you remember the canteen i gave you and how you swore that the half-boiling water in it was as cold as ice sherbet and i laughed the memory and so it was returned the judge stoutly at least so it seemed at that moment and of one thing i am certain that that drink from your old canteen saved my life i shouldn't wonder i replied for if you had not had it when you did you would probably have been wandering a madman over the sands in half an hour but a fig to the stake plains and the old memories we are here in this car with plenty to eat and drink and so tell me where are you going i am going home to the golden gate he replied 
and I have come clean up from Washington to take this route. I wanted to escape the dust and heat of more southern ones, the alkali plains and the hot-looking ochre canyons and the buttes, which are all right in winter, but which in midsummer make me feel, as the train rolls down into them, as if I were being pushed into the mouth of an oven. An old friend told me in Washington that I could reach San Francisco this way without the alkali dust, the infernal heat and the glaring red colors, ride four hundred miles between glaciers and see such scenery as I never saw on the continent, and so I am here. But where are you going, old comrade of hot Texan trails and arid Arizona? Are you too bound for the blessed isles lying under the sunset? Aye, aye, I returned laughingly, and in the same light strain that the judge had taken. I too am going to the west, not the west of classic fable, but of modern fact. I go not to reach home, nor escape dust and heat, but to see the great mountains between the prairies and the sea. I met John Carroll at Parker's in Boston last week. You remember Carroll, the man we met among the Nevadas that summer? And he told me that the Canadian scenery was beyond description, that I could ride three hundred miles along glacial streams with the glaciers from which they flow in full sight, with hundreds of mountains that have not even been named, rising ten thousand feet above the level of the track. And knowing him to be careful of statement, I packed my valise, and here I am. "'Here I am, too, for about the same reason,' said a quiet voice behind me, and a hand stole slyly into mine, and looking round there was Colonel Goff, or as we facetiously called him during the journey, the man from New Hampshire. "'You see,' he continued, after I presented him to the judge, "'I own a ranch somewhere among the foothills beyond Calgary, and my oldest boy is making his start in life on it.' He has been out there two years, and I thought I would run over and see how he is getting along. He is to meet me at some station near the ranch, and is to go through with me to the coast, for he wrote that he did not wish me to see even the ranch until I had seen the mountains, the glaciers, and the great forests. How delightful often are the surprises of travel, to think that coming from different parts of the world after years of wandering without knowledge of each other's movements or purposes, we, too, who had parted years before in Arizona, should meet face to face in this palace car, travelling for almost the same purpose, and with the same object in view, and that we old trailers, who had so often bivouacked together and shared the same blanket, should have slept all night within a few feet of each other not knowing. Are the meetings of life accidental, or is there a power above us which arranges and compels the meetings and partings of our lives?' "'This is going to be a happy journey,' said the judge pleasantly, as he looked at the passengers grouped here and there. "'I can see it in their faces. Bless me how fresh the ladies look. Is there not a tired face in the car?' "'Dear old happy-hearted judge, I wonder the prophecies of men are not born of their moods after all. For with all thy nice taste and delicate sense of the fit and the needful, never did I meet a lighter heart or happier disposition than thine. But indeed it was a rare company, for it was wholly composed of intelligent and refined people, accustomed to travel and travel-wise. And best of all we were filled with curiosity, and some of us with incredulity, touching the wonders that had been foretold us we should see such marvels and majesties of nature as in truth make the ride from calgary to vancouver like a journey through fairy and giant land thus with old friends unexpectedly met 
with a throng of bright and courteous people round us, and a feeling that we were a goodly company going to seek goodly things, our happy journey, as a dear old judge had prophetically called it, began. End of chapter 1